The Way Family Podcast is open, honest, and real. It's like you're sitting in on a conversation with two people who you've been friends with for so long. It makes you feel like you're a part of their everyday lives, and it gives you aspects and views on things that you wouldn't normally think about on your own. It's very comforting to have these to look forward to every Monday. Something that captures my attention and something that's relevant in our world today in our society. It's not boring. It's real life, and you guys are real people. It's stimulating. It's interesting and for a stay at home mom, it makes me feel like I'm hanging out with friends. I get so much practical wisdom from you guys that is applicable to my everyday life while also getting a good laugh and also um, just feeling encouraged to go out and adventure and pursue those things that I'm passionate about. I listen to a lot of podcasts and they all kind of talk about whatever's trending on the internet and it just kind of feels like auditory clickbait and you guys don't do that. Making my Mondays better since episode one and that's because you guys are extremely funny open-minded and really down to earth i appreciate the podcast um it's always fun thinking alongside you guys and always ponder and think about how cool it is that you can feel so close to someone and yet you've never met them before it's really cool hello oh. and welcome to Oops. the way family podcast Hi. <laughs> 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 hey guys <laughs> Man, I'm so hey glad guys. that you're joining us. It is um it is so fun doing this podcast. It is pretty fun. I mean, it's boring and we're It's not boring. We're up late a lot of times and then it's just editing and it's just like lonely kind of work um on our side for a little well, more on my side. <laughs> yeah. I don't do that stuff. I just talk for you. <laughs> look pretty. <laughs> well, thanks. You're welcome. Especially for the looking pretty part. <laughs> I got you, boo. Um, yeah, so it's it's fun and it's it's cool. And, you know, we have gotten some encouraging messages and it has, it's just, yeah, it is encouraging. We are thankful. Yeah. And we got some messages from people around the world this mm-hmm. week, which is cool, cool and exciting. Um, but before we get into our main topic, which is parenting and natural childbirth and mothering and fathering and all of that pregnancy. stuff. Pregnancy. and Which, okay, I'm just going to say, if that sounds like something that you're not interested in, just turn it off. No. Oh. <laughs> listen. You should listen. You might learn something. You might learn something. And I really, the premise behind doing this podcast is this is conversations that we wish that we would have been a part of or listened to five years ago. And because when we were having our first baby and when I was pregnant, we were kind of the first, well, one of the first in all of our friend groups. And. We didn't really have somebody to talk about this kind of stuff with. So, you know, maybe someday. So this might not be you you now. Yeah, but it might be someday. So at least, you know, you can come back and listen to it even if you don't want to right now. And it might also give you more compassion and sympathy and grace towards people who are parents. Mm -hmm. And you're like, oh, my goodness. I still want to be friends with you, even though you have a kid. And our lives are different. It just gives you a broader world view, I think. Um, yeah. Especially when we're when we're talking about this kind of stuff, which I'm assuming that the majority of you probably don't have kids, aren't pregnant, aren't expecting a kid within the I next year. I would not say that majority. I don't think so. I don't think majority. I don't know. Maybe co- like slim majority, but not like. 90%. I think there's a lot of parents that listen, actually. Well, according to the survey that we sent out a long time ago, which like 300 people answered, the majority of people are 18 to 24-year-old girls. Who could be moms? Who could be moms? That's right. But I'm just saying, generally, our society is waiting to have yeah. kids later and later until around age 30, so... If that is true with our listeners, then most of them won't have kids. Okay. Anyways. Yes. Anyways. So stick with us. That's what I'm saying. Okay. Hannah, how was your week? My week was pretty good. I got a lot of work done this week 
And wait, you are sounding like a robot. Just look at me, Hannah. How was your week? I'm just trying to think before I'm talking. My week was very good. I was just thinking about what I was going to say. Okay, okay, okay. Ugh. Oh, don't give me the sass. <laughs> don't give me the sass face. Um. Yeah, I had a class this week, and it was a really good class. It. Um. I put a lot of work into it, and it was just good. So I like doing it. And Forrest, well. He's you mean an essential oils class on Facebook that you taught? Yeah. Yeah. I assume that people know that by now, but I guess they might not. Um, yeah. So I teach classes all about essential oils and different aspects of essential oils like beauty or like beauty and skincare. That was the one that I just did. And I do like a mama and baby one and like an intro one. There's like a couple of different subjects that I do regularly, like every month. So um, and anyone can come to those. So if that sounds like something you'd be interested in, then you should check it out. Um, yeah, just follow me on my oils Instagram. But anyways, um, yeah. Which is? Well, well, I'll put it in the show notes. Very well. Um, Forrest is doing a lot better. I mean, he's still a two-year-old and he still has his moments, but this week was a much better week than previous weeks. Like, I don't feel like... 100% defeated at the end of the week. So I think that that would be considered a win for me. Um, especially these last couple months because they've been really hard with him parenting wise. So yeah, he's been doing good, huh? He has been doing better. a lot better. Yeah, not like good. I mean, he's still learning a lot, but it's hard to learn stuff when you're two and you just want what you want, you know? So we're trying to have grace and patience with him, but it's just very exhausting to need constant grace and patience for the same person. Um, oh, it's, so it's kind of like marriage. Mm, it's so, almost like marriage prepared you to be a parent. No, nothing prepared me for this. I'm just <laughs> kidding. Um, yeah. Well, do you want to talk about what happened today? I don't know what you're referring to. Yes, you to. do. I really don't know what okay. you're talking about. Well, this is like kind of a little off subject, but it ha- happened in my week. So I guess it's not really off subject. So I want to hear your guys' opinions on this or your thoughts on this situation that happened to me. So today we walked to Starbucks before walking to church because we're close to both of them and we wanted to walk and we wanted to have a family breakfast date. So we did. And we ordered. We ended up leaving too late because I did not estimate the amount of time that it would take to sit down and eat our food. Yeah. Because usually you're just going there and getting it to go and taking it to church. Yeah, my bad. Anyways, so we walk there and we get in and we order our stuff and then we find us what to sit. And we have our food items and Forrest is already eating his breakfast sandwich. He's obsessed with breakfast sandwiches. He says bigs and bacon and Gouda because that's what he always gets. Which if you don't follow me on Instagram, <laughs> your Friday will be so much better. <laughs> if you do. If you do. You should. Because him and Forrest have their special Starbucks date on Fridays. And Forrest is always yelling about donuts and breakfast sandwiches. <laughs> He's very excited about both of those things. But anyways, so that we were sitting down with our food stuffs. And waiting for our drinks, and then they called our drinks, and Zach was helping for us, and I went up to get our our coffee drinks, and... Oh, I know what you're talking about now. You knew right when I started this. I did not. Don't even. There's a lot of things that happened today. Oh, my gosh. We have been up for so long. Okay, yes. Please let me finish my story. So, I went up to get our drinks, and there was a woman sitting at the table closest to where you pick up your drinks and i will admit i made a prejudgment because i don't technically know but based on how how should i word this previous experiences based on previous experiences and what i know of ah, there's like i don't know how to word this i don't want i'm not trying to like hannah thinks that this lady was a lesbian 
And she was checking her out. Based on what... I think that based on what she was looking like and based on the fact that she was literally, like, giving me the up-down. Like, st- like blatantly. Like, she was not even that that far away from me. I had to walk, like, like a foot in front of her to, like, to pass her to get to the thing, to the counter. And she didn't even try to hide it. Like, she just literally, like, looked up and down at my giant pregnant body and and didn't even think twice about it and then i had to go up again because i forgot a straw and they didn't have any at the other side so i went back and she did it again like not not even like hiding it at all and i'm i'm not trying to be like stereotypical or anything that's not what i was doing when i was trying to say like assuming she was a lesbian <laughs> but she like literally it was like it made me very uncomfortable and so that is what made me think about this well, and backstory, we have been on a double date with a lesbian couple. Yeah, we have. So, and we are very familiar. It's not just like some... It's not like a foreign thing. It's not like a foreign thing. Yeah, and I don't think that she was like trying to hide that or anything. You know, I think that she is very comfortable with that, which that's great for her. But anyways, this brought me to this thing. So I don't like the feeling of being checked out like that by anybody except my husband no guys no girls nobody i don't like that it's very uncomfortable people think it's flattering well i'm guessing the people that do it think it's flattering or else they think that they're not being as obvious as they are it's not flattering it's creepy and i don't like it and that's well, how i and, felt and you don't even really like it when i do it you're like oh stop oh. no but i it's not it doesn't make me uncomfortable i'm just like oh you know like oh, being silly no stop it and yeah. I don't care if you do. Gosh. Anyways, so. No, but when I do, you're like, okay, If you do exactly. it in public, yeah, that makes me uncomfortable. Well, not uncomfortable, but just like, ah, embarrassed. Um, so that brought me to the thought of this. So, yes, obviously, everybody is all. I am a feminist as much as anyone else. Well, not as much as anyone else, but, you know, you know what I mean. Like, I'm all for women's rights and whatever. But. It's not just like what happens when a woman is the one making another woman uncomfortable. Like if it was a guy that did that, like feminists, like extreme feminists would probably be like, what the hell? What are you doing? That's not you can't do that. Stop doing that. But it was a woman that did it. So would those same feminists be saying that? Because I am a woman and I felt very uncomfortable with that. You know what I mean? I know what you mean. So I want to hear your guys' thoughts about that because... I like that's just an uncomfortable thing in like that's uncomfortable. I don't like I don't like being ogled. Is that the right way to say oogled? that? Oogled? I would oogled? say oogled. I think it's ogled. No, I would say oogled. All that to say It does isn't it a double o? No. That's a google. No, I think it's oogled. Ogle is o g l e. I think it's O-O. <laughs> it's not. Hold on. Let me test this. All that to say, I want to hear your guys' thoughts about that. And also, if you are a man or a woman, stop giving people the up-down, especially people you don't know. Just don't do that. Nobody likes being ogled. Oogled. Googled. What is it? Oogled. No, it's not. I'm just going to say <laughs> that's what it <laughs> it's is. It's not what it is. Anyways, I hope that that made sense. And I don't want to come across like, I don't know. I feel like I'm going to be misunderstood in the way that I like misinterpreted the way that I meant that. But just try to see it from my point of view. I'm, I just want to hear some opinions on that subject. So, well, here's my opinion. Okay. If you were right and she was a lesbian and mm-hmm. she was checking you out, then, based on feminism, the original <laughs> the original definition of feminism, not like this... Uh, I'm self-editing here. Not the third wave. Not the third wave feminism. If she was a lesbian, based on feminism, which is for equality... Mm-hmm. then that woman was totally in the wrong mm-hmm. because you should not objectify a woman and you shouldn't objectify a man also. You should not objectify humans. Right. You shouldn't objectify humans. You shouldn't use them for your 
own pleasure, mm-hmm. right? And so if she was checking you out, it doesn't matter if she was a girl or if she was a guy. That is that's wrong. Like mm-hmm. that's wrong. If that was a guy that was doing it and was checking you out and giving you the up down, that would be socially unacceptable. Yeah. But because it's a girl, even if she... And she didn't even think twice about it or tried to hide it. That's the thing. That's right. the part that gets me because, like, I can tell when a guy is checking me out and, like, they're they're not being super obvious. Like, I can still tell. But at least they're trying to hide it a little bit. Not that that makes it okay. At least they're... No, it does not make it no, okay. No, I'm not saying... I'm not saying that makes it okay, but, like, just straight up doing it and not even, like trying to hide the fact that you're doing it like that she thinks that that's totally okay then she thinks that's totally socially acceptable her in that situation now i'm not saying all lesbians or all well it's not yeah it's not i'm saying she did if she did that you know if women want to be equal with men then they have to be held to the same standards as men yeah that's i agree the way that it is but would you like if you, because Zach didn't see it, he I told him about it after when we left, and he like didn't see her or anything. But um, if like, would that make you mad? I don't know because well, I like if I was checked out by a gay guy, I'm trying to put myself in your shoes. I would feel uncomfortable. I no, would not I'm saying like it. would that make you mad? Like, did that make you mad that somebody was checking out your wife? Even if, even though it was a girl, or would it just make you mad if it was a guy checking out your wife? No, both of them make me mad. Good. Don't do that. Yeah, that's how I felt when you cut it out when that bartender guy was hitting on you, or you thought he was. I I didn't. I didn't actually think he was because we didn't know. But Zach was like, "I don't know. I don't know." For some reason, I was just thinking, okay, and this is a total off-topic side (laughs) note, but. We were at this... No, we don't have to tell the whole story. Okay. What if he listens to the podcast? <laughs> well, that would be awesome. <laughs> I know. He's a really, really nice guy. He was. He was super He was sweet. so nice. He made me think that, like, people aren't this nice in real life <laughs> to there strangers. There must be some other motive. <laughs> There's got to be something else going on. He was really nice. But Anyways. maybe he's just a really nice guy, so who knows? Yeah. Well, Anyways. Let us know your thoughts on the subject. We really want to know. Even if you completely disagree with with us, we'd like to hear your thoughts because this is a really interesting situation. Well, and we'll just say that the situation is, say that we we feel like this person is checking Han out. What should our reaction be? And is it? She did check me out okay. twice. Oh, so she did. She, there's no way it was not a checkout. It was like for sure, like up from my face down to my butt, back up again, like not all the way to your ankles. No, she didn't care about that. She didn't care about my shoes. <laughs> You're wearing nice shoes. Too. I know my whole outfit was super cute. That's how I know she wasn't looking at my outfit. She was not like you could just tell the way that she looked. Well, so. did she look at your face and then she was like, hmm. I wonder if that woman is pregnant because she's got that pregnancy glow. And then she looks down and she's like, yep, definitely pregnant. Yep, whoa, ginormous. <laughs> and then she looks back up at your face and she's like, no, whoa, that's not what such it was. a beautiful okay. pregnancy Any- glow. <laughs> Move on. Anyways, let us know your thoughts. And also, if you're a person, don't ogle other persons. Google. <laughs> And also, if you know which word is right, please tell us. And it doesn't matter if you're a guy or a girl. Just don't do that. That's what I just said. Just don't be if, an idiot. If you're a human, don't yeah. do that. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well. Well, how was your week? My week was good. You know what I'm going to do? No. I'm going to scroll through my Instagram feed to remember my week. Oh, that's so smart. That is so that. smart. I'm so, that's so smart. And you know why? Because last week... I had a difficult time answering how my week was. Oh my gosh. Like many episodes, I always have a difficult time answering how my week was because it kind of just flies by. (gasps) You know how time flies by? I remember. It just flies by. But I've been disciplining (laughs) myself to post every single day, except today. I totally failed. Yeah, me too. Um about things that are going on and photos and things that I'm thinking. So, let's see. One week ago, 
Um, I posted about the podcast, and if you're not following the podcast, then follow the podcast. That was Monday. That day was a long day. Mondays, I work eight hours. Then we go to family dinner with my parents and my sisters, which I I really love. Um, and Forrest loves it, too, because it's mm-hmm. Bumpa and Cookie that he gets to hang out with and play with. And my sisters and my sister my sister's fiance and their dog and he likes to play with the dog and so he it's loves just like their dog so fun and he loves her zoe's fiance john he always wants to wrestle with him and like go outside and play with him it's like he has to have a special time with john it's so cute yeah and so that's fun but then i have my counseling class i'm i've been taking a counseling class for almost a year now on monday nights and it's from 6.30 till 9.30. Um, and so I had that. And it's like, it's always a long day. Monday's just a long day. The weekend's over. And so, yeah, my counseling class went great. And we talked about parenting. We talked about counseling people who are going through parenting and parenting troubles. And, yeah, how to sympathize with people and how to encourage them and how to build them up. And then on Tuesday, um, I don't remember what happened. Um, on Wednesday, I spoke in big church. I prepared a little sermon, and I spoke on contentment um, from Philippians chapter 4. Paul talks about the secret of contentment, which if you listen to the secret of contentment episode, you kind of know a little bit of what I'm talking about. But I had like... Normally, I don't have a ton of notes, but I wanted to be extra prepared, and so I had eight pages of notes. And honestly, not to be prideful, but I really feel like I killed it. On, uh, yeah, you did. On Wednesday night. Yeah, he did super good. And I was very proud and impressed. Now, here's the thing. Every time that I speak somewhere or I lead worship, they typically do not publish the video or the audio. And I've had problems with that in the past where I led worship or I spoke and they're like, oh, there was a problem with the file. Uh, We couldn't upload it. And I was like, oh, really? It's like somehow cursed. Hmm. That's very interesting. Was it because I talked about this or was it because I said something that made you feel uncomfortable or maybe I didn't represent your organization or the denomination 100% correctly? Um, Well, anyways... If there is a link, if they do end up publishing it on iTunes or on YouTube or on Vimeo, all of which they publish too regularly, then I will put that link in the show notes. But I don't think that they will. We don't have high hopes. (laughs) Even though I think that I killed it. You did. I told you you did. And then... um, There we go. Okay, yeah. Um, let's, uh, scroll it up. Oh, yes. I paid off my student loans. Woo! And, uh, so yeah, that's $22,000 that we paid off. It has been very difficult. We've been working very hard for the last two and a half years. I've been working over 70 hours a week, most times 80 hours a week. I have not had a weekend in two and a half years. And, um... Yeah, it's just been hard. But that was a victory. Yes. And it does it does eventually pay off. And, you know, we're doing a lot of other things. I had an interesting conversation, which I won't get into into much detail, but I had an interesting conversation with this week on how different generations have it differently and how hard work is is kind of viewed differently based on different generations and it was just kind of an eye opener for me it was like i think that hannah and i are working really hard but there are some people who have had it a lot worse than us and a lot better than us so um i guess it's all on a scale but 
when you look back on your life, you can either look back on it and forget the hard times, or you can look back on it and you can only focus on the hard times. And then based on how you look back on your life, you compare that to what other people are presently going to or what you perceive people are presently going through. And you're like, oh, they have it so easy or, oh my gosh, they have it so hard. And I think we just need to have a lot more grace for people. And we also need to understand that there's a lot more that's going on in people's lives than what we see. Because like I said, I've been working 70 to 80 hours a week. Hannah has been working so many hours a week being the mother of our child and she's also doing her knitting and she's also doing the essential oils and we've been staying up until like two o'clock in the morning every single night for the past three weeks or so so complaining i don't i don't know it's just like it's it's a scale but other people don't see that you know other people see that like well to a different generation though like it yeah, they don't see they don't see the they don't see the other stuff. And different generations value different things also. And so like the priorities that we have are not necessarily the same priorities that somebody in a different generation has, you know? Or or even in a different family, you know, it, it's just it's all across the board. But yeah. Yeah. It's like a lot of behind the scenes stuff that that those people that you were speaking with don't really know about. Mm-hmm. But he paid off his loans, so that's a big win. And I have to say that that is in a big, um, huge help from my parents, who I love and appreciate very much, who had a difficult first couple years of marriage and do not want for me to experience the difficulty that they experienced in their first years of marriage. Um, And we were dirt poor when I was growing up and when I was going through college, and so they couldn't really help out a ton with um, my college. But they don't want for me to be under the same amount of pressure and struggles that they were under. Which I think that that like good parents don't want for their children to have to go through the same things that they have gone through that were mm-hmm. negative. But then there's also the other side of the coin where it's like those trials create perseverance and hard work and a culture of like, of uh, I don't know, perseverance. Yeah. And then on Friday, we camped oh, gosh, in the backyard. And it was a disaster. It was fun. <laughs> Hannah had this awesome idea, and I was like, yeah, let's do it. The sun doesn't set until, like, freaking 9.30 at <laughs> night. So Forrest was up so late, and then he was so excited, he and he didn't go to sleep. sleep. And then... And I <sighs> left at 10.30 when Forrest was still not asleep because I was so tired, and my hip hurt. I got the the pregnancy hips. <laughs> and then he woke up at, like, 5 o'clock in the morning. Because that's when it gets light. Yep. So... <laughs> So we're probably not going to be doing that again. But then that means like camping. In the winter, we can do that. And we can do that camping because we can go find a spot that's in the shade or in the trees where the sun isn't going to directly hit our tent at five o'clock in the morning. No, it still is. It still will be light, though, is the thing. And we can't. I mean, maybe we could just try to do a better job of tiring him out during the day. I mean, I don't know how much physical activity he had that day, but. Okay. Into the main topic. Parenting, pregnancy, birth, natural birth. Okay, we'll start from the beginning. Pregnancy and then birth. Okay, that's the first part. So, we asked you guys on our Instagram to share uh, either your best tips or advice for these subjects or your questions that you had about them. And I will just preface all of this by saying... That just because we're talking about a certain way of doing something doesn't mean it's the only way of doing it. It is simply our experience and what we have found to be the best for us. But that is not going to necessarily be the best for you or for everybody. Okay, this is just our experience. We're not saying we're not putting down anything else by talking about our experience. We're just sharing what works for us. Right? Correct. You gotta stop eating chips while we're recording. I'm sorry, I'm so hungry 
and there was no <laughs> leftovers in the fridge except that mac and cheese. That was good mac and cheese. All right. I made homemade mac and cheese, by the way. <laughs> um, okay, so we got... I don't know. I don't know if we have very much. We didn't get very much about pregnancy, actually. But what can we talk about in regards to pregnancy? Well, from my perspective, here's what you need to know. <laughs> oh, boy. Women, when they are mo- when they are <gasps> pregnant, they become moody a little bit easier. All it's the true. time? No, not all the time. I'm just saying in general. Oh, my gosh. Don't even. You know this. I'm becoming moody now because of that statement. You have proved my point. <laughs> I'm mad. <laughs> uh. So, fathers and future fathers-to-be, you have to have extra grace and extra logic and reason. Maybe you should have extra grace with me because I'm growing your child inside of me. That, too. <laughs> Hannah, this uh, is not for you. I know. I'm. It is. It is true. Moodiness happens, and hormones happen. Yep, and hormones. Hormones definitely happen. It's a real thing, and it definitely can affect the way that people's mood swings happen, and their anxiety, and their depression, and their snappiness, and. But also, like the. Like, sometimes pregnancy is really hard, and that also affects the mooniness, too. And that I don't think that has anything to do, that part of it has anything to do with hormones. That's just, like, sometimes it's hard, and you want to whine about it. But it's also important to remember that just because those hormones are happening and just because the mood swings are happening, that is not an excuse to lash out. That is not an excuse. Okay, stop. You know? No, it really is I know, but it's like... I know it's not. I there agree with you. There is something that you can do about it. Like your body, it you have control over your body, right? Yeah, I just don't... I don't your hormones do not cause you to say things that are hurtful or mean or... No, let's move past this though. This is like, I don't like... This is not advice. This is just like... Because you don't know what it's like to be pregnant. No, I don't know what it's like to be pregnant. So... What I'm saying is you have to have extra so grace. So you give advice you have to for understand. the guys. That's what I'm saying. You have to have extra grace. You have to have extra, you have to be extra understanding. And you have to know how to pick your battles. And you also need to learn how to be super encouraging and to be the voice of reason and logic when there might be so many things going on in your your significant other's life that might prevent them from thinking logically immediately. And maybe like offer a foot rub or a massage from time to time. Right. Do extra nice things. Just, yeah, do that. Hip rubs. Um, Somebody asked about like eating during pregnancy and I'm not the best eater during pregnancy. But I will say that I it's really important to get protein when you're pregnant and obviously you like all your vegetables and stuff. Um, but especially protein because like your baby is taking like all of your protein pretty much. And if you don't eat protein, like you'll get you'll feel like physically weak. Like it's happened to me before. And then I get like hangry and like. I can't, I like, I feel like I can't stand up. So make sure you're getting enough protein and also make sure you're taking your supplements and like for sure, like a DHA or omegas for your baby's eyes and um, brain. That's really important. And then, you know, like the regular multivitamin, prenatal vitamin. Um, That's all I really know about nutrition. I eat so much cereal. Like I have like cereal hour every night and sometimes in the afternoon and I I mean I could be like fifty percent healthier. I'm I'm not like the healthiest pregnant person, but I'm trying. I'm trying. Well, and I also feel like there's kind of this pull now to lose the baby weight and get super fit, like right after you have the baby, and so you're trying to prevent adding any weight while you're getting pregnant besides whatever the baby's weight is. And so you feel like, okay, I've only got to 
I've only got to gain like eight pounds. No, a normal pregnancy, you gain like 25 to 30 pounds. That's like a normal, healthy pregnancy. And then exactly. like more than that is like, it's like that's more than average and less than that is obviously less than average. But they say like a normal, healthy pregnancy, you gain 25 to 30 pounds, which that is hard to take. Like you think about, I think about like where I was before. I got pregnant and I wasn't even like fully back in shape from having forest. So I was like, I felt, I don't know. And thinking about adding on 30 more pounds of that is like, so like, or more, cause sometimes it's more. So that's like a stressful thing. So yeah, eating healthy could help with that, but like, don't feel like, like don't eat stuff that you want to eat because you are scared about the baby weight or something. Like, don't do that. That's, I know people that do that, and that's well. Stupid. And also, you have to think of what is the most important thing. Is the most important thing for you to be in shape after you have your baby, or to have a healthy baby? Yeah. You just have to think like logically, and you're bringing another human into this world, and you have to care just as much about that human as you do about how much you look. No, you need to care more about the human than about how much you look. Okay. But how much well, about? Yeah. But how much you care about what you look like. Well, what I was originally going to say is you have to care just about as much about that human as you care about yourself. But then I was like, yeah, but you also need to be healthy. So I added on the as you look. No, you kind of have to care more about that human. I mean, I feel, well, no, I think you should care about yourself first because you have to. But like when in those first couple of months, it's like survival mode and you do care about that human more than you care about yourself sometimes. That's just like what happens. You just have to recognize that you're not the only one that you have to care about anymore. And maybe your body is not as important as you think it is. Oh my gosh. You are like saying all these pointed things and you like don't understand what it's like. I don't understand what it's like, but this, I'm half of this podcast. Just don't be harsh about it though. Well, no, I don't think that I'm being harsh. A little bit. Okay. Maybe a little bit. Okay. But I just see like these Instagram moms who are like um, nine months pregnant and then three months yeah. after and they're holding their baby and they've got a six pack of abs. And I'm mm-hmm. like, are you a human being? But just what because they do? do have six pack abs three weeks after having a baby doesn't mean that they don't care about their baby or that they care more about their abs or the way they look than their baby. I'm just you know? saying that based on what people might perceive based off of that is that three weeks after having their baby they have got to be back in perfect shape so basically what he's saying is give yourself grace and if you're not back to your pre-baby weight three weeks after you have your baby who cares well don't care about it yeah okay carry on i get what your point is but i mean just like i know what your point is but just like the way that you're saying it was just like you know anyways it was what it was just a little harsh like what i said (laughs) Well, I'm fine with being a little harsh. Okay, I know. That's why I'm here to, you know, dull the edge a little bit. Um, I think that's all that we got about pregnancy. But now to like birth plans and birth. So I've only had, I've only given birth to one person. Zach has only experienced the birth of one person. So that's so creepy. (laughs) You don't know me. Yes, I do. I have so, three other children. Oh my gosh, stop. When did you have them? When you were 17? Because you've been with me for a million years. Um, Actually, I was there when my little sister Zaylee was born. Okay, that's not the point. You were not a, becoming a father. Oh, that's true. Um, So we had Forrest in a birthing center that's connected to a hospital. And before, we've talked about this already, I know, but before we took these classes about natural birth, natural birth classes, we took them together and it was like 10 weeks and it was really, really good because we literally knew nothing before that class and I literally was like wanted to schedule like a day to be induced or like to schedule a day to have a c-section and i know that a lot of people do that but i the reason why i was saying why i wanted to do that was because i literally just didn't know anything else like i didn't know like anything i didn't even know that like i didn't know about the placenta i didn't even know really what my uterus did like i did not know what was going on inside my body so 
I would really recommend taking some sort of birth class, like whatever kind, like whatever kind of birth class you have or whatever kind, like the kind of birth that you want, take that kind of birth class, you know, so, so you know, first of all, what's going on inside your body if you don't already. And so you know what to prepare for. And so you can make a plan, you know, if you want to plan. Um, so that was like so helpful for us. And it also like, it helped us, it like unified us a lot in the whole it was just like a crazy thing because we did not we were not trying to get pregnant and it was such a surprise and it was just crazy and so the the birth class really helped us like get on the same page and just like feel like a team you know yeah and it answered a lot of the questions that i was way too stupid to even ask yeah me too me too like i really didn't know i did not know how everything worked in there like i didn't know the like what the placenta did i didn't i just did not know anything and i felt so stupid and i literally didn't even know that i felt stupid because i didn't know what i didn't know you know right so and as a dad like now well thinking back i was like so stupid (laughs) like had no idea of anything and I thought that I was like a pretty well-rounded human being. But we didn't have to know that before, though. Right. We didn't. Right. We That was not knowledge that I was valuable to my life at that yeah. point in time. But <laughs> when you're pregnant, you're like, okay, well, we we have a set amount of time and there are some things that we need to learn. And that class was really, really beneficial for us. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it really was. And it, yeah, like Hannah said, it got us both on the same page. It helped us learn a lot and learn how to ask questions and just like, I don't know. And how to help each other in pregnancy and birth. Like, and Zach learned how to be a birth coach and how to help me when I was having contractions and all that stuff. Like they taught us all of that. So I really recommend that. The kind that we took, it was a is a Bradley method natural birthing class and I really really recommend that if you're wanting to have a natural birth um yeah because I really recommend that and somebody had asked about like can you give advice on how to write a birth plan look up the Bradley method and look up um sample Bradley method birth plans because that is that's basically that was our birth plan basically most most of those samples I've looked through them I've googled that and I have looked through them and most of them are our birth plan so um so if you're wanting to have a natural birth look up that but then the other side of that is make a birth plan like have if you if you care like if you're hoping for a certain kind of birth whether that's like whatever that is if you're hoping for a certain kind of birth have a birth plan because you're not going to be able to remember what you want when you're in labor and the odds are your husband won't be able to remember that because he's going to be helping you. And it's not like the nurses could just read your mind. So have a birth plan, like a physical printed birth plan. If you have a specific kind of birth in mind for what you want, otherwise there's no way for that to happen. And print it out before, before you go into labor, before you go into labor, (laughs) because you might run out of toner or not have a connection to the internet or not be close to a printer (laughs) (laughs) or your wife might go into labor and you realize you still haven't printed out the birth plan. I don't know what you're referring to. (laughs) I didn't really know that was happening until after the fact because I was like in the zone, but that happened. Um. All right, post, post baby. Post baby. Oh, we got a couple questions about this. Right. Postpartum depression, anxiety, the baby mama, um, like fear. Okay. Yeah. Somebody asked about that, like the anxiety and stuff. And so the the thing that I okay, somebody asked, what was one thing that you wish someone had told you about? And I wish that somebody had told me more about postpartum depression because I did not even really know that I had it until like six months into it (laughs) and I it was a very very hard for me and so now I know what like that's like and so I'll know if I'm in it that I'm in it you know but I did not know I didn't know about it. I just thought it was like, oh, the baby blues, you know, it's like a lighthearted, like cute thing to talk about your hormones. But it's, 
it's like it's different than that and so I wish that somebody would have told me that like that's a normal thing to feel like that but you don't have to feel like that like you can talk to somebody and you can like get help from somebody like my midwife was like I wish that you would have told us because we would have been able to help you and I was like well I don't even know so so yeah that was like a big thing so if you're like if you're going through your first pregnancy or something just be aware of that like that doesn't happen to everybody but it happens to a lot of people after they have their first baby and even like their second baby or it doesn't matter what baby it is. It happens to a lot of people after pregnancy. So just know that that's a thing that can happen. And if you think that it is happening to you, then talk to somebody about it. Right. And it's probably an accumulation of events. Like your life is drastically changing. You have a new human being that you are in charge of, that you that have the responsibility to care for, that depends on you for everything. And you're not getting much sleep. Don't have very much adult interaction. You aren't spending much time with your friends. It's just a lot to adjust to. It's like all the adjustments combined with the hormones, combined with like right. feeling your body guilty. is trying to reestablish a baseline for normal life yeah so if that is just know that that's something that can happen and if it does happen then talk to somebody about it because it's very lonely it's very hard and it's just yeah it was the worst so that's the thing that i wish people would have told me about because everything else is like yeah people could have told me about this but i still would not have really been prepared like everything to do with parenting basically and having a baby but um, the first and some of that might not necessarily be preventable, but a lot of that can be helped by just making an extra effort to. What are you talking about? Some of like the the baby blues, not necessarily postpartum depression, but like some of the baby blues can be prevented by having a schedule. Yeah, well, hanging out with friends, like making a point to having adult interaction, right? Because that was, I think that was a big part of mine was like, I wouldn't even like get dressed or like take care of myself. Like, Zach would come home from work at five and I still wouldn't be dressed or anything. And like, that's not, I mean, maybe I just, I don't know, like some people just don't get dressed some days and that's fine. But it was like a consistent thing because I, I felt like I couldn't ever leave Forrest ever. Like, I couldn't even leave him in the room to go to the bathroom or something. And, oh, it was just, like, okay, it was, like, a combination of, like, fear for, like, his life and, like, guilt because I felt like I wasn't doing a good enough job and just, like, like huge, immense loneliness. And it was, like, just so dark and, ugh, it was just, like, oh, So, yeah, just make sure you know about that and you make sure you take care of yourself. Like, take a shower if you have to, like have someone come over and hold your baby for a couple minutes so you can like take a shower you know um and as a first-time parent like an infant is very very difficult like it's a very parent anytime parent learning curve yeah and it it requires both parents to put in 100 percent and 100 percent and for fathers like you've got to give your wife a break Mm mm-hmm You've got to help out. Um, and you, like, when you come home from work, you can spend a little time together and then give her a break um, so that she can have some alone time or some adult time or some time to breathe or take a bath or get dressed mm-hmm. or eat or, you know, whatever it is. Um, recognize that you're both in this together and recognize that. You were gone at work all day and you had, you know, some set things that you had to do and it was predictable um, and you had interaction with people maybe or, you know, whatever. And then you got a paycheck for that day of work. Right. You got paid for it. <laughs> so it was like work, but then your wife was stuck at home. And I'm just saying this is like our experience. I'm sure that there's people who after they have a kid, they start going to work and their husband stays home and whatever. But you guys have to realize that you are a team and you have to meet each other um, halfway and help each other out. And give each other grace and also communicate your needs to each other. Because I think that was a big learning curve for us too. I felt like I couldn't ask for help or ask for a break. 
And then Zach felt like he couldn't really talk to me about his frustrations with just life because I was like in such a fragile state. So just be open to communication and try to like keep that communication flowing. <laughs> that's like that's like our biggest advice from this whole podcast ever. Communication. But communication is key. Um somebody asked about having a baby schedule that helped us get alone time or time together. We did not for like the first couple months. Did no, we? we didn't for the like the first year. Yeah. Well, we like, oh yeah, we didn't really, we didn't leave him with nope. our parents like at all. No. Nope. It was because of my, I was like so freaked out. I didn't bring Forrest to the nursery at church until he was like, a year and a half. I think he was like a year and a half. I remember the day because I cried. But, oh no, he was just about a year. It was almost his first birthday. But I, and that was part of the anxiety stuff too. Oh gosh. But we didn't for like that first year. But if you can, like find a babysitter and go on a date. And it's like, I know in those first, well, in those first couple months, like the first month or two, you could take your kid with you. I, we were just remembering one time we took our kid to this our, one of our favorite restaurants and he was like he was just a couple months old maybe like one month or like a month and a half and we just laid him on the booth seat right beside me and he slept like the whole time and we had it a was date. awesome it was awesome so you could totally do that if you don't want to leave because i understand not wanting to leave him like in those first couple months but after that you have to just get a babysitter and go on a date or like have some alone time you know like don't be that's another thing don't be afraid to ask for help that scared me to ask for help from other people because that's it's gonna feel really unnatural and like you can't like you feel like you are a bad mom for having to ask for help or something. I, well, that's how I felt. I hope that you don't feel like that because that's not the case at all. But uh, I can't hear myself. Yeah, that's fine. Oh, um. So don't be afraid to ask for help, like from your husband, from your friends, from your parents, or from your in-laws. Just. If you need it, then ask for it and don't feel bad about it because they'll probably love to help you. Um, And okay, so quick, um, someone asked about like, what do you do if you're separated from your parents? And we just ha- we will do two more questions after this because it's going on a lot longer than we thought. Oh, um, But uh, what do you do if you're like separated from your family or if you don't have a good support group? You n- You need a good support group. You do. And... Uh, here, uh, for the person who asked, they said they only have their two bachelor brothers. You have got to train those brothers up to be a child taker care of. To be uncles, man. Yeah, because they are uncles. That is a part of the family. And um, maybe you need to involve yourself in a community of people that uh, know how to deal with children. But I would also say, like, dude, there is... <laughs> Even as a guy, like, being an uncle or being, like, taking care of kids is, like, a great joy. If you can look at it through the right perspective. And there's so much to be learned. And there's so many areas to grow and to be challenged. Like, (laughs) you learn how to change a diaper. And it just (laughs) gives you, like, so much more grace and... um. And kids are fun. Yeah, kids are fun. They're a ton of fun. And it makes you, like, want to be a child again. You can watch Lilo and Stitch and be stoked on life. <laughs> yeah. You know? So train train your bachelor brothers to be good babysitters. Spend time with them. Invite them over. Buy them some beer. Hang out with them. And teach them like, okay, this is what the baby is allowed to do. This is what the baby is not allowed to do. This is what the baby's bedtime is. This is how you change a diaper. You know, I need some help. And it's not wrong to ask for help. No. It is. It shows a a great maturity if you know when to ask for help. And I wish that we would have done that a lot earlier. Yeah, I do too. And, and we are definitely going to do that with this baby. <laughs> and sometimes it doesn't like it doesn't always work out. You you can't say like, okay, I, I need I really need some alone time. Can you watch him? And they're like, oh no, I'm sorry. Like we have plans. And you're like, okay, well, at least I asked. Yeah. Maybe you can do it sometime later this week, or you can just come over after we put him to bed, so we can go do something, or I can go do something, or you know whatever. So, yeah. 
And also, if you're single, like, see how you can help out people who have kids because it, it can be very difficult. Offer to babysit. Yeah. That's like the biggest thing. Like, when we had exec sister said, um, me and Steve, her husband, want to babysit for you sometimes. So, plan a day for you to go on a date and we'll watch for us and it was like the nicest thing ever like, that's like the best gift anyone could give us <laughs> so if you have friends that have kids and you don't have kids then maybe try doing that for like their birthday or something like a birthday gift um that would be i'm sure that they would love that all right two questions uh one's for me and one's for hannah wait uh, okay well i want the baby products one oh, okay I wanted to do that at the end, but okay. Okay, three questions. Okay. Um, this question is from Instagram, and he's asking, what would be the best tips that you'd give a guy in his early 20s who is not close to becoming a parent but will most likely become a father at some point? Um, what to think about beforehand, before being a father? Um. Well, I, th- I think that we've kind of covered a lot of it. Just have extra grace. Understand that you don't understand what it is to go through, but also learn how to be an encouragement and and a instigator of change and a uh, coach and a, um, an inspiration. Partner in parenting. Right. It's not just... Yeah, it's not just her thing. It is your child. And also, like, with stuff around the house, too, especially in those first couple months. Like, if your wife is, like, staying home with your kid all day and it's a brand new baby. No, go ahead. Like, it's your house is going to be messy for, like, the first two months. And just take that into account that, like, it's you can help with that, too, you know. And Zach was really good about that. And just know that it's not only her responsibility especially for those first two months like definitely help on that side of stuff too and don't think like oh i'm helping her do this it's like this is like you're a team like you're both doing this so yeah great what what oh nothing no what it's just the you know, that question was for me. It's like the only question I was that I was adding something. I was just adding something. You were adding stuff and telling women not to care about their bodies. So I'm just adding something. I didn't say don't care about your I know, bodies. but you know what I mean. Um, Yeah, I think that that's all, all of the stuff that I would say. And also, like, educate yourself. Know, know what is going on. Stay woke. Re- Stop. Read all the books. <laughs> Um, actually the art of manliness has a r- bunch of really great articles oh, yeah. <laughs> that are actually entertaining and enlightening. Yes. They're pretty entertaining. There's a book called Be Prepared. Um, it is by Gary Grendberg and <laughs> Jenny Hayden. And um It's funny. It is so funny, but I'm not going to lie. I felt totally prepared to deliver our son driving down the freeway. <laughs> and what was the um, Dad is Fat by Jim Gaffigan? Oh, my goodness. Is that a book? Or is yes. That, yeah, it's a book. It is so funny and also really helpful. Like that, We were like laughing listening to that. It's so funny because he's a comedian, but it's like a legit parenting book. It's so It's so good. All right, baby products, and then um, I've got this quick question. Uh, What was the question for me? The question for you is, how do you cope with spending all of your days with a toddler? Doesn't it drive you crazy sometimes? Don't you get bored? Is Forrest going to daycare or school soon? Um, Uh, In France, you normally put kids in school from the ages of two and a half years old, and a lot of people do that. On Instagram, people's lives always look so easy and worry-free, and I know that it's usually just a facade, but I keep wondering, how do others do it? Thanks for your podcast lesson to them every week here in France, and it's one of my favorite rendezvous. Take care. Um, I don't really see it like as something to cope with, but I mean, I know that it's like it's not an easy thing to be around a toddler all day. 
but I guess I just tried to have the perspective that this is a like this is my life right now, taking care of Forrest and helping him to learn and grow. And so I don't see it like, oh, it's just something I have to get through. I mean, some days are definitely like that, but I try to see it as like an opportunity for something good, I guess, if that makes sense. I try to see it like that. So, I mean, obviously I would, a lot of times I would rather not be playing with superheroes or like, I don't know, doing different stuff that he wants to do. But I'm trying to, first of all, show him that I love him and teach him, you know, and like guide him and help him to grow. So, yeah, I, I don't know. It's, I think it's all about perspective. But I don't I know that it's not like the stay at home mom thing is not for everybody. And there are some days when I wish that I could be doing something else. But that's that is my season right now. And I'm so thankful that I get to stay home with him and that I get to be the one to be with him all day. You know, like I'm so thankful for that. So um, he's not going to preschool or daycare or anything anytime soon. He we're going to homeschool him for his first couple of years. So we're probably starting pre- like this preschool routine um, curriculum. I mean, I don't know, curriculum in January. That's what I'm hoping to do. But it all depends on, you know, the whole transition to two children thing. But yeah, that's crazy that that's a, the normal in France. I did not know that. But that is interesting. I guess there's some there's some preschools here that take two year olds. Mm-hmm. But yep. All right. Baby products. Okay. So we'll just well, let's just talk about like the <coughs> sorry, like what are the newborn essentials? That's all we have really time for. Uh, um, the little monkey rocker thing from Fisher oh, Price. Oh yeah, rock, rock me baby or something. I don't know what it's called. Yeah, that is a good thing. It has like a vibrate thing on it, so it can vibrate and it rocks, and it's like this little cradle thing. That was Forrest's bed for his first, you know, however many months. Um, diapers and plain onesies, like the the pack of like twelve from Gerber. They're just white onesies because you're going to have a ton of blowouts. Um, burp rags, like a thousand of them. You need a lot of those. Babies spit up so much. And swaddle blankets. And the swaddlers that have like the Velcro that like, they look like a little caterpillar burrito when they're all up in there. Oh, those are awesome. Those are awesome. Uh, you don't need little gloves and you don't really, I mean... It is like a nightmare to try to clip an infant's no, fingernails. No, for the first couple of days, you do need the gloves because that's all that he wanted to do. Remember? He was like scratching at his eyes. Right. But we used socks. Yeah. We just used socks. But then like the socks don't stay on the feet at that point. So you need them for the hands and then just use them for the hands. It's perfect. Yeah. Um, What else do we use? Oh, the Wubba Nub. I, like Forrest. Okay. It's like a pacifier that's connected to like this little tiny stuffed animal. So it helps it stay in the baby's mouth. Forrest never really took a pacifier, which I'm thankful for now because it's not something we have to like wean him off of now. But, um, a lot, it like helped him stay quiet a couple, like a couple nights. So, I mean, that's something that's helpful. But, and you don't want to go overboard with the products. Like you don't want to have a totally black room with a sound machine and a projection light on the ceiling every single night because then nights that you don't have that, it'll be very, very difficult for your baby to sleep. So, yeah. But the sound machine though. The sound machine does help, especially yeah. if you're going to have guests over. It just kind of keeps like a constant noise in the background. Because they were used to that from being in like your your body they're used to like the noise happening so that helps that too Forrest still well he doesn't use the noise maker anymore but he uses a fan and he needs like something he needs something to like fall asleep so i don't know that's like another thing that you'll have to like wean them off of i guess um what else lots of wet wipes yeah wet wipes and diapers hand sanitizer hand sanitizer you're gonna you will get poop on your hands you will get throw up on your clothes. You get so many weird bodily fluids on you. Oh, babies are so messy. Um, breast pump, I would recommend. You get it free through your insurance. If in you, America. In America, at least. So definitely take advantage of that. That will help so much. I mean, some people don't need it at all, but 
And you can, I think you can get a rebate for like a, a bigger model or a nicer model if you want. Mm-hmm. Just do research about that. Um, that's all I can think of. There, we did, we did a blog. I did a blog post about this like shortly after Forrest was born. So I'll link that too because I don't know if I'm saying everything because it's been three years almost since we had a newborn. Well, two and a half years, but you really don't need. You don't need that much. Babies don't need that much. They're they need loving parents. They need something to eat, and they need diapers and like snuggly blankets. Oh, zipper pajamas, zipper pajamas, because forget those snaps. Don't do just don't even do the snaps. Like when it's three in the morning, you're trying to change a screaming tiny baby. You do not want to deal with snaps. I remember the very first outfit I ever put Forrest in to leave the hospital was like the cutest little, it was the cutest little sweater, like onesie. And it had a ton of snaps, like 12. And I had never gotten a baby dressed before. And Zach was going, he was literally pulling around to get the car. And I, so I was going to get him dressed and then like be ready for when he was going to come back to the room to get me. And I could not, I could not get the buttons on. And I, he was screaming and I was sitting there crying and the nurses were like in the room and I was like crying, trying to dress my baby. It was the worst. So don't even deal with the buttons or the snaps. Like it's not even worth it. Maybe when they're like six months old, but like for the newborn stuff, just get zippers. Just that's don't go for the cute. Go for the practical. Just yeah, do the practical. I mean, it's hard to resist the cute, but once you are in it, you do not care about the cute at all. You just want the you want the easy, practical, nice option. So, so get zipper pajamas. All right, and that's about it. Do you have any recommendations? Yep. No, we'll just put that stuff as our recommendations. All right. Um, what about a joke? I do actually. My mom sent me this joke today. She said I have a joke for the podcast. Okay. Um, why do Swedish warships have a barcode on the side? I don't know. So when they return to port, they can Scandinavian. Get it? Scan the navy in. Oh, that <laughs> is funny. Classic Teresa. Good joke, mom. <laughs> All right. Well, until next week, guys, thanks for tuning in. Send us your questions, your concerns, your rants. One more thing. Since we didn't talk about parenting, we'll talk about that next week because we didn't get to that at all. Very well. I feel like that's a bigger subject. And next week, we also won't talk as long about our week. Yeah, you day by day, mister over here. Well, my bad. (laughs) Sorry. It was a I was a beta test and I recognize it didn't work out as well. Beta testers for sex. Insta week recap. <laughs> okay, thanks for listening. We'll talk at you next week. <laughs> Apparently, I am so funny, Hannah cannot control herself. <laughs> okay. All right, until next week, guys. Bye. Um, we love you. We appreciate you. And uh, happy trails. Don't do it. <laughs> happy trails. <laughs>